Coffee's ready. Guest is ready. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Project Podcast. Today we have a slightly different episode. We are interviewing jujitsu related companies and finding out why they started, what they're all about. And today's jujitsu com- company is One South uh, down in Brighton. One of one of person who's which is I think is dealing with a dog. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, and nod. It's uh, Roman and Anna from One South. Hey, how are you guys? Good, thank you. How are you? All is well. Um, so One South, uh, where where did it come from? Was it an idea that immediately came to mind? Was it something that was jujitsu first, and then One South came about? Yeah. Start if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Oh, I mean, I think we started talking about it when we were blue belt so obviously we measure everything in belt time right because yeah exactly but we started talking about it when we were blue belt so that would have been i think about four years ago um and we just (sighs) neither of us are mega fans of if that's your thing that's cool but it's not us but like anacondas wrestling bears and stuff like that on rash guards (laughs) yeah so we wanted we wanted some things that are a bit more minimalist and a bit more toned down and simple and we couldn't really find that much um gear like that basically and um then the sustainability aspect just played into that as well I mean we are in Brighton so what what else would you expect right so um yeah we started looking at both things really like design wise what we like and then also how can we make this which is essentially a disposable product because rash guards only last so long um how can we make that a little bit better and reduce the impact that we have on the environment was it something that you've you've that you guys have done before where you've uh you've done previous sports or done uh, kind of built brands around things that you're passionate about um not really but we both sort of came up in kind of punk and hardcore music so it's very much got like a diy ethos to it where you know oh you want to get a record done okay go and record it and put it out and get it done um and so we kind of both have experience of kind of putting on gigs and dealing with bands and uh printing merch like t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that for bands um and i think that kind of played into it didn't it because it kind of yeah we had an idea but we didn't have to do too much research on how to go about implementing it we just had to find the right sort of supply chain to do it basically Punk and hardcore, if I may say so, is slightly uh, slightly different from what I would describe as the uh, the One South aesthetic. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, maybe uh, it depends really on 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 what element, uh, what area of punk and hardcore you're looking at. I guess. I guess environmentalism is in itself punk and is very punk. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, pre- it's a pretty punk thing, I suppose. Yeah, um, and. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, like a lot a lot of the bands that I like listening to or that we both like listening to, to be fair, from sort of like late 90s, early 2000s have strong environmental kind of uh, feelings behind them. But then also a lot of them will sort of adopt kind of college fonts on their T-shirts and stuff like that. And quite simple and clean aesthetic. So that, yeah, I guess that kind of factored in really, didn't it? Yeah, that's way. true. And um, what what about um, the sustainability aspect? Was that something that was straight away you knew you wanted to? Can you explain to people what we're because we keep referring to how sustainable it is? Um, but can you please kind of explain what, what 
what we mean by that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a good point. I guess that the most sustainable thing would just to be to 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 not buy anything and to just use what you've got, and that that would be the best. But yeah, like jujitsu is a stinky sport, right? So you can't write the same rashi forever. Um, you'll run out of training partners quite soon, probably. Um, so we wanted to make something that has a smaller impact on the environment. So the materials that we use or our supplier uses are um, recycled. So um, it's the, the the polyester mix is made out of recycled um, plastic. So that could be fishing nets and plastic bottles, anything that's found in the ocean and it's pulled out and made into something new, um, which still isn't ideal. And I thought about it more and more like recently because we've been a bit more quiet, but um, it's, I think the best, that we can do at the moment um the the company or the the factory that makes our rashes there in in europe so the the footprint there is quite small as well getting it over from europe rather than getting it over from well you know your friends in pakistan who are in your inbox all the time um so that that's you know less air miles as well um in terms of apparel um the printers that we use they unfortunately don't do um don't exist anymore for for uh business reasons business reasons yeah <laughs> but they use um plant-based inks as well and um were as environmentally environmentally friendly as they could be as well so that that meant a lot to us and then the material of the t-shirts was um a, or is a cotton and polyester mix as well where the polyester again is recycled and the cotton is organic cotton um or recycled cotton as well um so Everything that we've we touch with oneself is basically it will be as local as possible, as local as possible, yeah. and recycled material wherever possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think an, another uh, sort of element of it was the the kind of working conditions and some kind of that sort of stuff behind the supply chain because um, we have a more expensive product because of the fact that we have to procure them from more expensive places. Um, but with that comes the kind of you know you can actually certify where everything's come from. Um, there's a certain element of quality there and a certain element of control around working conditions and um yeah like how everything's sourced whereas sometimes i feel like you can kind of get some stuff made but you can't really trace its history and where it's come from so yeah i think that's it really like local and as a sort of small an impact as possible yeah for sure and as a side note um you know as a woman in jiu-jitsu same within the hardcore scene there aren't that many women around either but um the the team that we've been working with for the, the at the place where we get the rashes from a lot of them are women as well which is really great to have have that as well and seeing i think the ceo is a woman as well so that's that's really cool you know seeing how how they've come up and it has nothing to do with sustainability in that sense but that's <laughs> um yeah just as a side note that makes me feel really good as well and is is that something that changed your perspective when you guys because you know you said you were blue belts when you started but what how does your perspective change when suddenly you start a jiu-jitsu company do you suddenly like look across the mat and you're always constantly you're sparring with someone and you know you're, you're underneath them in like some sort of lasso guard and then you're looking at the rash guard under their gi going oh where's this from <laughs> what oh it's quite stretchy it's good <laughs> Does, does all the 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 lettering is kind of faded away? <laughs> well, how's it how's it changed? I wouldn't say that it has changed necessarily the way I look at other other products or anything like that. I mean, I have I would say that what I noticed 
probably got nothing to do with us, but there were other companies that then started to make the effort in terms of reducing their, their kind of environmental impact. Um, and also it seems like there was a shift in the design aspect of it. So when we, when we were saying, when we were blue belts and we were looking around and we we're going, oh, there's a pretty small amount of brands, say progress did some stuff, scrambled some stuff, but now there's a lot more available uh, that kind of fits my design instead. Yeah. That I kind of go, oh, I like that. I'll get that. Um, kind of the gold standards for us were always sort of show roll, um, or perhaps hyperfly. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, for me, what what is kind of answering your question? Really, what I really like is when I'm in the gym and it's gi, no gi, doesn't really matter. But I look around and see numerous people wearing our rash guards. I just find that really cool. Um, and like you know, at the, we just had the Brighton Open, for example, and there was quite a few people wearing one cell stuff, and I just thought that's awesome. So that's that's yeah, that's for me what. That's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. And and what's super nice is when people actually say that they like the quality because I don't want to create something that's crap. Like there's no <laughs> point, you know. Um, and I do really like the. I mean, we make it mainly for us, right? That's 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 the main thing. Like when it comes down to it, um, and and I do really like the quality. So when someone likes it as well, that that's really cool. And I definitely. I definitely when I get a new rashi now and I'm just like well the sizing is off to last time you know like it's not like the mm. so I definitely do pay attention to that but I've always I've always done that because yeah. I, I do think you know you spend money on something you want it to be good and if I make something I want to be proud of it you know I mean obviously I don't sit there and stitch it myself but I'm still I can still control um yeah what we put out and yeah there were some there were some bits like one one line that we got for example um was see-through and we were, we spent the money that was that and we that that tanked that basically right like ever, yeah, like we gave it away or sold it as samples um because it was too see-through we weren't happy with it and went back to the um to the sales team and yeah came up with a different solution and um yeah yeah i think it's that you you kind of uh hit the nail on the head there roman with the the design thing of how things have changed because it feels like I don't know if the jujitsu scene has kind of gone through its its kid phase and now it's on to its kind of actually I feel like we're even past teenage because teenage would be like something that you then look back on and regret wearing. <laughs> but maybe we're we're kind of we've matured now as a as kind of a we're seeing a lot of scene. tattoo influenced yeah, stuff, right? Sure. That, yeah, that's yeah, coming yeah, around, yeah. which is quite interesting. Like again, like from the, the background that we've got, it's just like that's funny. We've seen that all in merch, you know, and and now it's coming around, and everyone does the tigers and the panthers and the skulls, yeah. and that's quite interesting to see. Which is cool because it's an aesthetic that I kind of like, anyways. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's like a sort of a refined taste now where it's <laughs> it's just become yeah, it's kind of moved on a bit. Like I think you were sort of really limited for choice. A number of years ago and now there's like this really wide array of different companies and they're all competing with each other and most of them are putting out good stuff and it's kind of just yeah it's like anything now isn't like fashion it's just kind of almost being driven it's like jiu-jitsu fashion and is that now when you're uh thinking about uk brands is that something that you you wanted to be a part of is that when you see people who are wearing your gear that actually it was like oh well it's it's not just that they're supporting us but they're also kind of supporting a part of uk jiu-jitsu by supporting a uk brand 100 percent, yeah yeah i think so right yeah I just i think sort of um brands aside like uk jiu-jitsu seems to be getting stronger and stronger and like the, the actual quality of the jiu-jitsu itself like you know we've got some really high level athletes now and it's really really cool and i think the brands kind of sort of play a part in that as well and sit alongside it by supporting the athletes and stuff 
So I think, yeah, I just want to be part of the scene and such and just kind of. Yeah. And, and we're like buzzing for everyone as well. You know, it's like seeing, I mean, Fionn smashing out worlds, obviously wearing progress. That's yes, so cool. Yeah. I mean, neither of us are British, but you know, it's still, it's still like. Still at home. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's still like home, scene, you know, yeah. so it's still like you, you, I don't know. I'm so, so stoked on that. It's so amazing to see. Passports don't mean anything. Your UK brands. <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> um, exactly. When did you make the decision to, to start start to decide to support uh, athletes, and and what what made you was that always something that you were motivated to do, or was there a point in which you you wanted to do that? I think when we were kind of setting out, almost like our, uh, I suppose you would call it a business plan. We haven't got a real a real business plan, but it's kind of like our ideas of what we wanted to do and achieve. Um, that was something that we kind of talked about and we said we wanted it to be more than just flowing people gear where it's kind of like here's a rash guard every now and then we wanted to do something more than that um, and kind of you know enable them to enter competitions and sort of pay for their entries and stuff like that and that was always the big big plan and to be really really supportive I think that's kind of what we set out trying to do but then we just kind of almost stalled I think did we start pre-pandemic didn't we and then we kind of yeah and I kind of put the brakes on our, our bigger plans. Um, and then a few other life things have done that as well. But um, yeah, our intention was always to try and be as supportive as possible and help sort of nurture kind of homegrown talent and like kind of bring them up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That on the one hand and then the other other aspect is um, being able to contribute to charities. Yeah. So it's, it's like giving back basically, you know, because we're in a privileged position um, where we can do that so um we've yeah had a couple of people we were supporting at the moment it's um it's violet and like i mean she's amazing and she aligns with everything that we stand for as well if that makes sense so it's that that's it's it's just super nice to be able to send her some stuff and you know offer her to do things for her um because you know it's, it's just amazing to see her succeed and I'm super proud that we can play a really tiny part in that, you know? When you think of jiu-jitsu, do you think of just your own personal journeys as people who learn jiu-jitsu and do jiu-jitsu, or is it, is it more than that? Because I'm always interested in how people who are involved in jiu-jitsu who aren't just, you know, training and competing in it, I feel like when you say that word, it, it means it might mean something different to people who have more of a, whether it's a business or a, a, an educational, like what it has a different connotation to them. I think we literally just spoke about it. Um, we were at the Brighton Open yesterday and um, I just put up a couple of photos on Instagram and it was just like my favourite moments. And we were just talking about how jiu-jitsu is such an individual sport, but actually it's a team sport. And that's, you know, probably beside the question, actually, but that it means a lot to me. And I got like actually quite emotional yesterday at the competition as well, you know, just seeing everyone putting together and supporting each other and just having a really good time. And I guess, I guess, yeah, having a just, just feels funny to call it a business, you know, because we're just doing it as a, as a hobby, basically. But just having something. We're not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> but having something that can contribute to that in a tiny way um yeah that, that feels good I think that's what it's about for me yeah I mean it was always um kind of started as a passion project kind of like you know let's just do this it would be cool something we want to do so I think because we'd started training prior to doing it and because I will keep training even if we stop doing it 
I, I see the two things as not, you know, they're kind of detached. I could put oneself mm. down and I'd keep training and jujitsu would still be jujitsu to me. It's a very mm-hmm. much a personal thing. Think about personal development. Um, and then, like I was saying, there is the team element. Um, but it does help that, yeah, if we can have that business and kind of feed into the kind of togetherness, that's what we'd be looking to do. You guys train out of Yusuf Nabi's gym, which is a gym that I think espouses everything that, again, you guys as people, as a company, um, it kind of aligns with all those things. How much has training somewhere like that influenced both the brand and how you guys have done jujitsu through your personal lives? I'm I'm not I'm not sure I'd be training if it wasn't for training elements basically like it's that's jujitsu to me you know so yeah yeah I think it's probably had a bigger impact than we sort of realised maybe um, and I guess yeah Yusuf's created such a welcoming kind of friendly environment um, it's really supportive uh, and sort of by default most of the people that train there are are similar in, in having those kind of uh, characteristics so. Uh, it, it's yeah it probably had more of an impact than we realized I guess um, so yeah it's useless baby really it's not else <laughs> in your own personal jiu-jitsu stories did you both start jiu-jitsu at the same time what led you to coming to jiu-jitsu you started before so uh, so <laughs> I've kind of got a similar origin story to most people I guess uh, in that I sort of started watching MMA and thought, oh, yeah, fancy that. I had no real idea about jiu-jitsu, really. I just knew that I thought it was cool. Um, and I messed about with friends, just kind of, you know, hitting each other with gloves and thinking we knew what jiu-jitsu was, but we didn't. Um, and there was a guy at my at the gym I trained at, like a weights gym, who had done some training before. So he taught me a little bit of jiu-jitsu. And I was like, oh, well, cool, I'm so good at jiu-jitsu. Um, <laughs> I definitely wasn't. Uh, and then the thing that started to get me more into jiu-jitsu in terms of like, like kind of gi jiu-jitsu uh, is that it comes back to being in a band again. But basically, uh, we were doing a UK tour. And we stayed at one of my friend's houses in Sheffield, uh, shout out max mitchell i don't know if he'd be listening or not but he trained jiu-jitsu uh, uh he, he wasn't actually there when we stayed but he let us he welcomed us into his house and we stayed there and he had a coffee table book which was uh i think it's the henzo gracie mastering jiu-jitsu book oh that's fantastic um and i just spent most of the evening just flicking through that whilst we were there and i just thought this is so cool so i really wanted to pursue kind of gi jiu-jitsu after that um and and yeah Sort of shortly after that as well, one of my other friends who was in a band started training gi jiu-jitsu and I used to always beat him up whenever we had MMA gloves on. Uh, and he came back for the first time after being at a jiu-jitsu gym for a few months and he, despite being smaller than me, he absolutely <laughs> smashed me. And I was like, oh, no, I really need to learn this. <laughs> um, so I kind of dabbled at a few different places but could never really commit because of money and time and such like and kind of went down the judo route um, at university because there was a judo club. Uh, and then, yeah, long story short, wound up at Elements, kind of training sort of not full time, but properly, um, which is about, you know, you started at Elements just before me, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then haven't looked back since then. <laughs> How about you, Anna? Um, I forced you to do it. <laughs> well, not quite, but like I always wanted to do some form of martial art I think when I was younger like when I was a teenager I wanted to I really wanted to do kickboxing I don't know why um but in my hometown there was I think like one gym where I could have done it but it had like a really bad reputation so I never ended up going um went to a 
it was actually an MMA class that I went to with a friend and thought, yeah, that, that was that was cool. That was good fun. Um, it was like aimed at beginners. So that was really good. Um, but I was just like super far away. So never really, never really worked out. Then went to uni and Roman had already been doing judo and they had a um, judo club that was back in Germany. They had a judo club there as well and started doing judo. But only, I don't know how long did I last, like six months or so. Um, just so it just, it's just didn't it just didn't really work out and then Yusuf ran a um women's only class so we had we had a women's only class at elements and um yeah I joined uh joined that one and that that's it. that yeah so uh, yeah I just started going like, obviously Roman Roman was like you'll enjoy it you'll have a good time and then a couple of other friends trained I'd, already I'd previously been dropping in at like Christmas time open mats because one of my friends yeah. trained there so I knew that it was a really nice environment I sort of knew use of loosely so I was like yeah you should go yeah. and enjoy it how many times did you say you should go before it was like you should go you should I mean go, I don't know not, not that many I don't no. think I think you were like all right I'll give it a go yeah I think I like I wasn't I wasn't um yeah, I don't know. It was it wasn't that it was a women's class, but I was like, well, no excuse now, you know. Let's just give it a go, and um, yeah, it just kind of kind of stars aligned, I guess, that that was on offer and that I could give that one a go. And I remember I did just a women's classes for about four five months, and then so that was once a week, and then uh, there was an open mat after the women's class, and started sticking around there and just rolled, and then. Um, I mean, you know what it's like. It just spirals, doesn't it? So, like, <laughs> do you just train once a week and then all of a sudden you're there six times a week and then... And suddenly you're selling rash guards to people and you're going, well, for one minute. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that was, uh, yes, yeah, seven years ago now. So... What do you see oneself as? You kind of mentioned it. It's like, well, this is this is something that we just thought up and it was a hobby. Is this something that you want to carry on and it will kind of go for as long as it will or is or is there going to be other passion projects that you've kind of got is there a whiteboard behind you know on the other side of the screen that i, I mean, can't see it, with it's... a million and one jujitsu ideas no i no, think we're sitting in, the, yeah. we're sitting in it yeah the only the only whiteboard <laughs> we've got at the moment is of all the tasks we need to do at the house that we moved into but i think prior to moving and sort of prior to pandemic we were talking about let's push this and see what happens. Like, you know, we've both got, uh, you know, thankfully we've both got nice secure jobs. Um, we had some sort of extra money and we were thinking, yeah, let's just put money into this and really, really pursue it and kind of um, do all the things we're talking about and, and see if we can grow it as a business. Uh, then the pandemic happened and it was like, oh, okay, maybe not right now. Um, and then we decided to move into a bigger house. And so that's kind of like sapped all of our time. really. Yeah. So I think, we have no, I mean, yeah, stop me if I'm wrong. We have no immediate plans of sort of growing it into a huge business, but we'd like to keep it ticking over as this kind of side project where we're still doing small batch releases, um, putting out stuff that we like, maybe do a few more collaborations with kind of um, our friends and people that we know that are designers uh, and just, yeah, just keep it ticking over really. When people recognise you for the for, for what you've done, aside from being jujitsu competitors and people who do jiu-jitsu anyway is that something that you kind of you find unusual that that when people when you've kind of mentioned oh yeah oneself is is our brand what what what's that like for you guys i think yeah i think <laughs> i've not really i i've not really had that i don't think but then someone was like oh you work for oneself to you and it's like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that was yeah that was at the that was at the gym and uh like a new guy joined and oh do you work for them and i was just like 
for them it's just this is this is us, it. <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's not it's it's not like like rome said already like we're not making money here you know it's literally um it's <laughs> i think if we bailed out now we might get our original investment yeah. back <laughs> yeah if we're lucky I wanted to. I wanted to see what jujitsu brands uh, taste, uh, what jujitsu companies' taste was like, and uh, whether there was any distinctive views that came out or distinctive opinions. Now, based on what what you said before, but the first one is: if you would rate UK jujitsu style out of nine, out of ten, how would you rate UK jujitsu style? I think now it's. It's it's good. Like it's actually pretty it's good, yeah. really good stuff. Yeah. Like I've seen like the adapt jujitsu. They were at the um, comp yesterday, and it's like really like love the colors, really clean, really, clean, really, good, yeah. really nice. And um, yeah, you know what? I'd actually say I put it up there like a almost an eight or a nine out of ten. Yeah. I'd say because I think most of the gross stuff is probably coming out of America now, isn't it? Really, <laughs> like <laughs> like like Shiro like and like Hyperfly are probably like the exceptions, right? Who else? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. But yeah, I think pretty solid, pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. good, yeah. yeah. The second one is, have you ever responded to a Pakistani Yeah, I, oh, I've had numerous conversations. Love it. It's like, it's, I mean, thank, I mean, you know, that this is this pandemic that was a godsend, you know, like numerous conversations. It's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I did pursue it once because... So there's that brand uh, from New York. Uh, what Soccer, Free Jiu-Jitsu. Soccer Free Jiu-Jitsu. Do you know that brand? And I'd exchange a few messages with the guy that does that. And uh, I somehow made the connection of who his supplier was. And it is someone who slides into your <laughs> inbox every now and then. Uh, so he slid into our inbox. So I thought, why not? I'll pursue it. So we chatted for a little while, but it, it, was, it didn't really get anywhere. I, I was trying to see if he could supply us with the types of fabrics that we need, but ultimately he just sent me a photo of what appeared to be a sofa. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a, yeah, he was like, I can get you anything you want. It's like, it doesn't fill me with confidence. I want like specifics. Well, I'm waiting for the sofa. Like, yeah, it was, stra- it was a strange one. I was like, that could be a recycled fabric. I don't know. The, the third question kind of uh, takes over from the first, which is in terms of UK versus rest of the world, would you rate us? now was also the most stylish i'm gonna say well we're we talking just jiu-jitsu apparel <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm not going to let you make a judgment on some <laughs> of the question questionable crocs or uh, other forms of people styles. are loving them eh people are loving yeah them. yeah people the crocs have come back into fashion mm. and I saw some the big, I saw big in jiu-jitsu as well yeah. so um yeah, shout out to. Are we looking at some one self Crocs then? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, make them out of. You can definitely make them out of recycled plastic, I reckon. So. I reckon so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. To answer your question, though, I, I'm going to say that UK is winning that. One. Yeah. Style I mean. Battle. Yeah, I think. Um, I think Progress and Scramble, um, being the big players, I would say, are putting out some really, really nice stuff. So, especially Nogi, I think, um, really good. So yeah. Um, and then the penultimate question: What is it that you would like to see? in jiu-jitsu brands you've kind of said that you've started to see people being a bit more environmentally friendly mm. and a bit more conscious of how they source and how how they produce um apparel whether it be rash guards shorts or just kind of leisure wear uh, what is it that you'd like to see jiu-jitsu companies do next to me it's it's that really um it's just seeing what 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 can you do as a company and how can you contribute a bit more positively you know like i think um, if everyone went with the recycled 
fabric option you know I think that'd be so sick like that that, mm. that I would feel like that's our job done you know like I'd happily give over and give up one south you know because no one needs our yeah, stuff anymore yeah, um I know Tatami have done some stuff then there are some other brands as well that are doing it um I think Progress have brought out a uh jumper partly made from organic cotton as well so um I think as long as it's not just like greenwashing you know where it's a lot of talk and no um yeah substance behind it I'm I'm all for it that's I'd, I'd love to see that you know more more of that um but that's it I think I want to see the other thing I want to see is jujitsu brands being able to make money you know I think maybe don't push streetwear as such but be like the full one-stop shop you know where if you train jujitsu you can just get everything there and be happy and look good and you know just yeah just that basically just because I think people are still not earning from the sport you know they're still they're still I think there can still be more that we can do as a community to to let people um live off of this as well do you think jujitsu brands are becoming more than just uh, do you think some are pushing and I we are seeing some of those kind of things now uh, I think Tatami Tatami did a line funny enough of like I can't remember who they collaborated with but some kind of uh like street style jackets and things like that. It, it, do you think people are becoming more confident that they can push themselves as not just the person you buy, the company that you buy rash guards off? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if necessarily people are making a conscious effort to do that, but I think it's slowly kind of happening just all naturally. Um, and I think as the sport grows, businesses are going to grow as well, aren't they? And soon it will be like, yeah, I don't know. You have like, it's probably a bad example, but you have like Nike and Nike skateboarding and stuff, don't you? And people kind of like buy that stuff and they like the brand, they like the product and they might not even necessarily skate, <laughs> for example. So I guess maybe as the sport grows and it becomes more popular in the mainstream and the brands grow, you might have people just kind of like buying T-shirts because they like the T-shirt, not because they actually train. I don't know if you're getting being like, do you even train, bro? <laughs> that exact statement was thinking in my head yeah. I was thinking in my head well that kind of needs I see on to the last question which I've uh, just pulled out because I think it'll work quite well is that you talked about you know there'll be things in the mainstream things not going back to your kind of punk and hardcore roots is there stuff that you'd like to see that or inspirations in your life that you you'd be like that be you've seen something you'd like that be really cool if one day I see that on a uh, on a pair pair of shorts or whatever or or, or on a brand or do you think there'll be something that you'll see ah we've done the tattoo stuff now is there something that you'll go yep I know that I've already seen that elsewhere um I don't know like I I kind of we played around with ideas around this at some point during the pandemic because we were bored I think like I've always wanted to do a line of almost like, I don't know what we'd call it, but like a legend series. And I think, I think maybe um, Scramble did it with some of like sort of legendary MMA fighters. I feel like they had like, did Scramble do that? Did they have t-shirts? Yeah. But anyways, along those sorts of lines, but um, rather than it being kind of legends of just say jujitsu, it would be like various different grappling sports, but then also drawing from the stuff that we're into. So I'm like, you know, I used to skate and grew up skating. So I'd, I'd be like a big fan of adopting some of that nineties um, skate imagery. And then uh, same as from drawing from my musical influence and stuff like that. So I, I would have really liked to do sort of a series of t-shirts or maybe rash guards that kind of uses that sort of stuff. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, 
what's really funny is that elements we had some new ash well t-shirts actually made which are uh, they have like the bars on them that look like the black flag logo and i think that happened by accident but, <laughs> but i was like that's the black flag logo and i find it really cool because i'm just loads of people just walking around the black flag logo i'm like well, that's cool so uh yeah stuff like that like i think if i could draw and stuff like that would be I'd, I'd be into that um what about you um i think it's like what what you said earlier already about like collaborating with friends you know we did the mm-hmm. dan fry rashi and t-shirt and little um print as well and that that was just really that was really nice to give like artistic freedom to our friend as well and just to because he he originally wanted to actually do like a more traditional tattoo he basically um, described rashi. like yeah like a scramble i was like no they've all- <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he was like i've got some great ideas and we were like hang on and send him some links he's like oh yeah. oh okay okay and and that's the that's the really cool thing about rashies that you can literally put anything on there and because it's sublimated right so you can just do whatever um but yeah to give him just the just the template basically and then he he came up with what he did and it's it's really cool it's not something i personally normally would go for because it's a bit too and it's, it's like a million miles away from what we'd normally do yeah but we were like oh okay yeah cool that's, it's, that's yeah it's, it's, it was kind of thinking like how can we make what he does oneself you know so still have the muted colors and have it kind of simple and clean lines and and i think it worked it worked really well and i'd love to do something like that again where we can just yeah speak to one of our friends and see yeah. okay we have a few people that were like oh yeah that would be cool yeah so, it's yeah. like our friend um friend will he does he does these um he's got this series where he does like the skeleton version of i don't know disney characters or whatever and i i always thought it would be really cool to have the x-ray kind of skeleton version of people doing jiu-jitsu so you have like the gi outline but it's, i mean i'd wear like the x-ray charlie brown so yeah something something like that but it's um it's it's kind of it's kind of really nice as well to take it really slow and i guess i like, somehow all all feeds into like the whole slow fashion kind of thing you know where we just do things as they as they come along we've just placed a new order for some rashies um because we thought probably about time after two years to yeah stock is pretty low so we're like, let's, let's yeah, do a re-up on some stuff to do something but it's just super nice just to be like oh i really like this color i think that would look really nice as a rashi and and just to do that so it's kind of it's, it's kind of really nice that we don't have the pressure that we have to pump out stuff and have to do this to to pay the mortgage or buy food, you know. It's just if we just have two rashies this year, then that's cool, you know. If we come up with a new T-shirt, that's also cool. If we do nothing, that's fine. Um, we've only lost, I think, 200 followers, and they were probably all people <laughs> from, you know, the gi manufacturers. So it doesn't really matter, you know. But, um yeah. Well, as a, as a, I guess, uh, a way of signing off then, I know it's a final question, but if there, if there's a one bit of advice then you'd have for anyone, any inspired person who's like, you know, I, I think I've got a, a, a good idea. I, I wonder if I could do that. Well, what, what piece of advice would you say to them? Just do just it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever <laughs> it is, just do it. The information will be out there. Um, but be financially it. smart about it. Yeah, be financially smart yeah. about it. Don't set all of your life's hopes and dreams on this sort of idea of becoming successful, but don't let anyone stop you from doing it. If you want to, I don't know, write a book, write a book and publish it yourself. If you want to start a rash guard company, just... Google is your friend. Send us a message. We'll yeah. give you some a little bit of advice. We're not by no means experts, but we can tell you what we did. Um, yeah, just just go ahead and do it. It's, it's 
Yeah. Because that's how we actually got um got well you you spoke to there's a there's a brand called Rasha I think. Yeah. Yeah, and they do um they do surfing rash guards out of recycled recycled plastic and. And you had a really long chat with them. Um, yeah, they were really helpful. Yeah. Like we exchanged a number of emails and messages, and they're a massive business in comparison to us. So I think I think they looked at it and thought, these are no competitors to us. Um, and they, But they did also actually know what jiu-jitsu was, so it was kind of cool because there was a little bit of a um, similarity there. So, yeah, they, they pointed me in kind of the right direction without sort of completely blowing their cover and going, this is exactly who we yeah. use and how we do it. They just kind of went, these are the steps we took to set the business up go ahead and it's like okay cool thank you so yeah just if you've got an idea and you think it could work just pursue it well on the note of just go for it thank you so much for coming on and uh it was a pleasure finding out a little bit more about why you got started well thank you and yeah, also thank I you thank for having you us and thank you for being yeah like yeah one OG. of our first i think like customers who Probably that the first order that i was like who's this yeah, amazing which was really really <laughs> sick i think that's like one of the things I think, I guess that's a note on like small businesses as well. Um, I, I'm so stoked when we get, when we get an order and if it's a repeat customer, that's even like, like, come on, man, like, what are you doing? That's so amazing. So much, you know, like giving, like really trusting that, well, A, you obviously like the first bit and then B, you, you, you've come back for more. That's like, that's so sick. Like, I don't know. It makes me super happy. Yeah, it's, awesome, yeah. it's really, really cool. So yeah. thanks. Thanks yeah, to thanks, everyone. Yeah. Um, thank you to you for buying something that's it honestly means the world and then thanks to everyone who ever purchased anything you know like i love our friends that's that's so sick as well that they trust us with that but then there's just something about getting an order from like america like how did that even happen (laughs) you know that's it's so cool to finish that it they like to anyone who's listening um this is not you know this isn't a sponsored thing or anything like that this is (laughs) they are genuinely the most comfortable rash guards um and i was and i remember put one on and thinking if fish nets are this soft then no wonder the fish go into them Um, (laughs) because man alive um and it it it, it's still to this day after many hot washes and many many sweaty jujitsu rolls in it it's still very comfortable so thank you once again thanks man yeah Yeah, thank you so much man i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did to keep up to date with all our latest stuff, follow us at The Prodigy Podcast on Instagram.